0: On this episode, Claire ruins our lives with Pride and Prejudice, the 1995 BBC series. Not the book, or any of the movies, or any of the other TV series.
1: (laughs) The miniseries.
2: The good one.
0: Does that cover it?
2: Yeah, it needed to be that specific, yeah.
0: Okay, cue the music! Hey. hey! Welcome to Ruin My Life, a podcast about forcing your friends to like the things you like, the things you like so much that they have ruined your life. That's why the show is called that. I'm Jason Edwards. We haven't
2: explained our title in a while. I'm glad you did that.
0: I'm Jason Edwards.
2: <laughs> I'm Kelsey Goldman.
0: And who's with us today, Kelsey Goldman?
2: Uh, with us today is my roommate friend, um, <laughs> versatile. I'm sorry,
0: your, your roommate's friend?
2: <laughs> my roommate and it was, uh, it was a list. Oh, okay. Roommate friend.
0: You were listing things. Versatile
2: to, human being.
0: You were listing things to create a scene. Yeah. <laughs> David Foster Wallace style.
2: Anyway, Claire.
1: Claire's here.
0: Claire Corddry. Claire Hi, Corddry. Claire. Hi. How you doing? Good. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming to be with us today.
1: Absolutely. I get to ruin your lives. Why not?
0: <laughs> yeah. And you brought the table this miniseries.
2: Yes. I- iconic miniseries, I think I- we can Yes, say. I think that's This fair. is iconic.
0: I think that's fair to say. This is the, uh, as I said up top, the 1995 BBC miniseries version of Pride and Prejudice, written by Jane Austen.
2: That's correct, yes.
0: <laughs> or the book is written by Jane Austen, the book is I'm sorry. By Jane Austen. The uh, TV show is written by Andrew Davies, <laughs> it's about dir- okay. directed by sure. someone named Simon. This doesn't matter. Why am I the <laughs> like, same? It's don't all about Colin about Firth yes. and Jennifer Ely, yes. the yes. two stars. Yes. There are other people in it, but they're not as important. <laughs>
1: That's true. Although you will recognize them in basically every other British television show. No, you know, then. I was actually surprised at
2: the low number of of British actor overlap in this. Like, there were some, obviously, because you know.
1: Maybe I just watch too many historical miniseries series on Maybe. BBC. <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> so Claire, you love this. Yes. I it's eat. fair to say that's why you made us watch it. Um, when did you first see it?
1: I saw it when it first aired in the United States in 1990, it was either 95 or 96. Um, My mom and dad decided that it was a thing that they wanted to watch and uh, they were like, sure, this is totally kid friendly. Um, (laughs) So I got to stay up late and watch it every night for, what's it, six weeks. On the, um, on the now defunct a
0: channel, I believe.
1: Yes, that is true. Except for the one night that I got sent to bed early and I remember laying in my room with my ear pressed against the floor listening to them downstairs watching it.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, which part did you miss?
1: Uh, I believe it was the introduction of Mr. Wickham, which is kind of important.
0: Isn't that episode one? No.
1: <laughs> no it's two or three. Yeah. No,
0: it must be two then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> so yeah. That. It's not
0: the image you usually <laughs> comes to mind when you think of a kid like sneaking to no. like to the top of the stairs, like listening close to the door, you, to, like catch a piece of entertain- entertainment. My room you were was
1: like directly six. above yes, the y- TV room. you were
0: you were six at this point, right? <laughs> yes, pretty pretty young for this, I guess.
1: <laughs> Probably. I mean, it's
0: not like explicitly. It's
2: not inappropriate. No, I just feel like just you would not get a it.
0: Yeah, no. did you enjoy it when you watched it back then?
1: Clearly, I did. <laughs> well,
0: okay, not ahead of ourselves, Claire. Come on.
1: I mean,
0: what? I mean, why did you like it back then? I mean, maybe you were just a sophisticated kid. I would not have gotten this as a kid.
1: I don't know. I mean, I've always loved, like, medieval and Renaissance drama, and this is a more recent, more historically recent period of time, but it's uh, costume dramas. I've always loved costume dramas. Hmm.
0: Is this where that began, or is this somehow predate even that event? Were you, like, four years old watching costume dramas?
1: It know, it wouldn't surprise me if you said that. Yeah. Yes. Well, the first, the first book that I read by myself was The Hobbit. So that gives you some idea of what I was like as a child.
0: Yeah, but that, that is a book written for children, more or less. More I think it's less, fair to say Pride and Prejudice is not. It's not
1: a book written for children. That's true.
0: I mean, kudos to you. You were ahead of your time. Yeah. You are ahead of the curve.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just a little surprised. So after that, um, how often have you, have you gone back to the show?
1: I rewatch it probably, if not every year, every other year. Oh, okay. Yep.
0: Is there a certain thing that inspires you to rewatch it? Is it like a mood thing or just like, well, it's been about two years. you know what I'm feeling right now?
1: It's definitely a feel good thing. It's the, if I don't feel good, I will make myself a cup of tea and curl up on the sofa with a blanket and watch Pride and Prejudice. And somewhere around episode four or five, I usually fall asleep. (laughs) Um
0: Hopefully the tea's been drunk by then, so you don't yes. spill it all over yourself, Usually, yes. ruining a blanket, yes, and staining your your couch.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That's very British, though. I like that you brought tea in to make it extra British.
2: We all drank tea on Sunday I when remember. we watched it. It was great.
0: And you all watched it together.
2: Yeah, yes, we, we did. Oh, that must've been yeah, Steph, nice. Steph was there too. Yeah. I was alone. I'm sorry. Watching it. What <laughs> so no, okay. did you think? It's cold outside.
0: Claire, as you may know, and I think you do know, there have been other adaptations of *Pride and Prejudice*.
1: Yes, there have.
0: You are something of a connoisseur of these adaptations. Is that fair?
1: Not entirely true. I saw the Keira Knightley version once in theaters. To be fair, between the two of us, we own three,
2: three adaptations mm-hmm. on DVD. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there a reason for that? That's sort of what I was leading into with this. But you kind of, you kind of shut I mean, me down. Well, two there of them are
1: mine, actually. Two of them. What? I also yeah. have a copy of *Lizzie Bennet Diaries*, but it's at my mom's house yeah um so we'll and i have more than one copy of this version i have it on vhs (laughs) i have it on dvd and i'm pretty sure i also have it on blu-ray at my dad's house so i like
2: for me the the 2005 movie uh directed by joe wright was my first exposure to the story in general which like it's probably why I'm so, like, I'm very partial to it. And I spent a lot of watching this, like, making comparisons. Mm-hmm. I don't think one is necessarily better. I just think they're different. They're different. They're different formats. Like, the movie's like, an hour mm-hmm. and a half, maybe maybe two hours. And this is, you know, six hour long. <laughs> Almost six hours of... This one is definitely more true to, like, the historical, and, and historical time period and the book. But, like, I just have such a soft spot for the visual direction of Joe Wright. I think that movie is a very beautiful movie Mm. like aesthetically and visually Um, and I think the acting in it is pretty good. But then I that said (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed this (laughs) Um, and it, it, like, surprised me that I haven't actually seen it before. I, I know. Just... I was, when you said that, I was like, what, really? What? I think I, like, I've, I just, it's so in, like, the cultural, like, I know what it is, and I've seen, like, scenes of it, but I've never sat down and watched mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Yay. I did I did make a lot of comparisons, but, like, that's just where my mind goes. Yeah. Because it's it's such a similar... Because it's not like the Elizabeth Diaries is, is, is an adaptation, but it's set like now. Yes. And and there's not as many comparisons to draw. Yeah. So you liked it? I liked it, yeah.
0: Hey, Kelsey, guess what?
2: Did you like it too? Same. Yeah. Same. Same.
0: <laughs> no, it's really good.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: and I have very limited experience with the book or with any other adaptation. I've read like half the book, which you know, I sort of... I have read the book. Okay, I, uh...
1: Oof, I've read the book many times <laughs> I did a women's lit class in high school and then I did a Jane Austen class in college so oh I so you didn't choose to read it uh, no it I, I also you read it you chose to take the Jane Austen class I also class, read it I in uh, I chose to take both of those classes yeah. um cause our college had an excellent weird English classes well an excellent Jane Austen collection yeah that's true which is one of the reasons I decided to go there so <laughs> I only took advantage of it like the once um but I also read it. Brought it to a mother-daughter book club in uh, middle school, as well as <laughs> the book that my mom and I were like, everybody should read this. So, do you still like it though? Yeah.
0: Okay, because I have a friend who had to read the uh, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn like oh, six times before for school, like different classes.
2: But also, it's not Adventures of Huckleberry Finn is an important book, but not a good. It's story. Not a
0: feel good yeah. book, the like, way. Because Pride and Prejudice, I Pride know Prejudice other people who like read like, that book once a year weird. exactly for, for enjoyment.
1: It has a happy ending. A romance novel. It's a, that's oh,
0: <laughs> what a romance it is.
1: Yeah. Yes. Although, in fairness, in the Jane Austen class, I did write it lengthy paper about what a dick Mr. Darcy is.
0: <gasps> How dare <I> mean, you.
1: <laughs> Mr. Darcy is kind of a dick. Yep.
0: <laughs> but he changes. He Yes. He grows as a person. You know his yes. real dick is that snake Mr. Wickham.
1: That is Ooh, true. I
0: hate him. Mm-hmm. I hate him so much.
1: <laughs> Imagine watching it all the way through but not having been there for when they first met Mr Wickham.
0: That would be very confusing. It was
1: <laughs> very confusing.
0: Or maybe less confusing because you're supposed to sort of like him at first, That's I think, true. and then you find That's out he's true. a villainous,
2: he's cad. He's not villainous. He's smarmy. He's How, he, yeah.
0: he he he's he, a he, he, ball. he commits what is in the world of this story, not in real life. Perhaps the greatest crime a man can commit, which is to seduce a woman away from her family without and any, to ruin of marrying her, her. And yeah. to destroy he,
1: her reputation. It's
0: obviously a terrible thing, but he he ruins these women. That's like. In the morality of the book, we're supposed to not like he's this guy much at all. Or a
2: rogue? Well, no, no, he, yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's a, a he's speak. a rake. He's What'd not you... likable. No,
0: he's the, he's a bad guy. I'm I getting a lot of pushback on this. I didn't expect.
2: He's not likable. I don't. I just don't think he's like evil. <laughs> well, I
1: don't think. He, I think he is a bad guy. I think, he's definitely a bad guy. Yeah. I'm not, I'm
0: not saying he's like the pure evil Satan himself <laughs> come to walk the earth. But no. He's definitely a bad guy.
1: Oh no, he's definitely a bad guy.
2: Yeah. And that said, I do think that they do a really good job in this version making him likable at the beginning. Yes. Um. I mean, this is assuming that everyone who's listening to this knows the basic story of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, I guess
1: spoilers for <laughs> Pride and Prejudice? Boy pisses off girl. Girl pisses off boy. They make up and it's happily ever after. Spoilers in for very, every romantic very comedy very released
0: in the past 200 years, maybe.
2: Basically. Basically. Yeah. I mean that like I want to talk about like I think that Pride and Prejudice is such an iconic story, and and this version of it is such an iconic adaptation. Yes. And what? It's it's basically a rom com. Yeah. Maybe not the first rom com because we have like Shakespeare. Um, It is. But an an early rom com. And I feel like it's put maybe some some damaging tropes out there in the world.
0: Possibly. Like (laughs) what? Entirely
2: possible. (laughs) Like this idea that like the sort of like enemies, not enemies, like animosity. The line between love and hate is so blurred. Yeah. Um, And I don't know how true that is. But and I enjoy that as a trope, like when I'm watching things. Oh yeah. I very much enjoy it, but I don't know how true to life it
0: is. Yeah, and maybe the idea that like the guy who acts like a sort of a proud, arrogant ass is somehow romantically is, desirable, is romantic and beautiful. Like maybe that's not a great idea in the real world. Yeah, that brooding hits, and great. moody
1: is somehow attractive. Yeah, you know? like
0: it's- I mean, I think we all agree. Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy, to borrow a term, can get it. <laughs> And a lot of that has to do with the way that Mr. Darcy's character unfolds from like this brooding, handsome, stoic gentleman into like showing a capacity for romance and love
2: I also think and there's, generosity. There's this fallacy in in de- this depiction of Mr. Darcy of him being like brooding and handsome. It's like, he's awkward as fuck. Yes. Like yes. He is a giant... Fucking nerd, basically,
1: who just wants to, like, He wants books. to go home and read a book. Yeah. And his friend keeps taking him to all these parties. And he's like, dude, can I
2: just go home already? And he's just Come super on. uncomfortable with, like, yes. the whole situation, which is why he makes a bad impression.
0: Okay. I, I also got that vibe. I was worried I was maybe projecting no, it a little no.
1: bit. <laughs>
0: That's true. I'm glad to see it's not just me. I would love to see a version that, I mean, this version kind of, you can see that pretty plainly on on Conference, like, disinterested, awkward face. But I wish, I would like to see a version that really pushed that. To the forefront.
2: And and maybe maybe we all see that. Maybe that is actually the thing. Like maybe we're finding that awkwardness endearing, and that is a good trope to put out into the world. Awkward oh. oh, so dudes are cute. Yay. <laughs> and like or those, awkward women. I also, mean it doesn't, yes. doesn't
0: gotta be a gender thing. True. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. True. It's twenty seventeen.
2: Um and I think I think Colin Firth does such a good job of making Mr. Darcy nuanced. As a character, I mean...
0: It's hard to put your finger on it, because I, I get what you're saying, because he, he is sort of just, for the first maybe two and a half episodes, he just kind of like sits in the corner and stares intensely at Elizabeth, but <laughs> yes. it feels like just... there's more going on, because I guess that's in the strength of his performance and the direction of the series, that you some still feel an attraction between them, even though, again, he's really just sort of a, a blank wall for the first... Two hours of the show. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's, oh God, confession, I read a lot of Pride and Prejudice fan fiction.
0: Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, can we take that one again?
1: (laughs) Uh, I wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) Yeah. No, I read Pride and Prejudice fan fiction. (laughs) Uh,
0: So what's that like?
1: Well, a lot of it is about the fact that she spends so much time being like, He keeps staring at me, and clearly he hates me if he keeps staring at me and, like, (laughs) glaring. And that's what you guys were observing there, is the fact that he just sort of watches her. And (laughs) And it's creepy and weird and not okay. But also because he
2: doesn't know what else to do. Yes. But no, like yeah, I think there's there's a lot of like sort of harmful behaviors that people should not, you know, take after. Please do not emulate
1: Mr. Darcy. He is not a good role model for how to woo woo your. To be fair, this is is taking
0: place in a time when courtship had a whole different process and meaning to it. Yeah, yeah. So you maybe like have to give him a little leeway based on the times. And, and and also, I think um, comparing this to maybe some of the tropes it gave birth to, it's not all that
2: bad. Yeah.
0: I mean, there there are other there are. I mean, you know, look at most of the Shakespeare comedies. People do things in, in those that should ha- have them sent away for to prison for life. <laughs> yep. Not and or, not you
1: know carved up or yes.
0: <laughs> um, all sorts of terrible no, things. And much less not you know end up with the love of their lives. Yeah. So, but that those standards, it's pretty tame. Yeah.
2: Yes. And I think, there's, I think Colin Firth is so good in this because he, like Jane Austen's writing and her world in general, is so sort of held back, like so sort of reserved and, and saying a lot without mm. actually saying a lot. And I think he just, he just fits that role really well. We were talking about it, like, I don't particularly find Colin Firth all that attractive, but uh, I started watching this and I was like, Colin Firth's really hard. <laughs> like... Yeah. Calling for the as Mr. Darcy is, is like smoking. this weird level of attractive that I don't mm-hmm. know I don't comprehend and it doesn't make anything, any sense because like I don't find him attractive in Bridget Jones' diary when he's playing
1: Mr. Darcy essentially <laughs> the same
2: character um,
0: yeah well by the way I just found out about that whole I didn't realize that Colin Firth's entire role in those movies is a giant in-joke. In oh, yeah. Based on <laughs> the series. Yeah. I had no idea, and I found out mm, yesterday, and I was, like, mind blown. Never seen any of those movies, but still, the point remains. Not that good. No, Re- I, yeah. I've
1: only watched the first one, and that was, like, a couple years ago. I, I didn't yeah. enjoy it that much.
0: No. Um, yeah, because it's sort of a mysterious attractiveness that's hard to... But I feel it, too. Like, I'm... I'm here with you on this journey. We
2: we're, we're, were watching, we're like, is it like the cravat? And because you can't see does, does, does it give him a different jawline? Is that why he's marked? But attracted? then it was like it
1: the sideburn. But then he didn't have
2: it on. And, and it then was, he was nine. Yeah, yeah, and that's well,
1: okay it was, oh, too.
0: oh, it was more than okay.
2: <laughs> is it the longer hair? Because you like, can't see the tops of his ears. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's a mystery. But I, like, I get why people are so in love with him crazy over that now that Mm -hmm. I've seen this
0: me too and I didn't know it for a long time and it was very close to home Sarah is very into Colin (laughs) first. I never knew I mean I was like you know I guess he seems nice but I never really got it until I watched this and now I get it
2: (laughs) and now it's like for me it's like I'm taking this into like other stuff that he's in and I'm like this is Colin Firth on a whole new light for me because <laughs> I've seen him as Mr. Darcy because I don't think he looks that different. No, he no, really, he really his, doesn't. And he's aged fairly well. Like
1: He's he's stayed sort of the same. He's yeah. the same looking person but older.
2: Yeah. So I'm just like, I, I get it now. I get it. <laughs> and he can get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the,
0: I get it. He can get it. We can all get it. Yeah. I think it has something to do with the um, him just playing into that restraint of the the Austin restraint. the world. That was the word I was yes,
1: looking for. this is also the weekend of the soaking wet swimming British men for me.
0: Oh, let's talk about the lake scene. <laughs> when I told Sarah I was watching this, she said, no, I, need, "I need to um, make sure that you watch episode four when I'm around." And I was like, <laughs> "Why?" And then come Sarah. episode four, uh, I watched it without her. Oh no! Um, well, I, I thought I, I forgot which episode it was. And he jumps in that lake. And I thought, oh, is is that it?
1: Yep. <laughs> and then he emerges from the lake. Emerges. And he, emerges the from the lake. he emerges from the lake.
0: Soaking wet, uh,
1: surprisingly not sh- covered in algae.
0: Sure, clinging tightly to his okay body. <laughs> but That's part of the mystery too. Like I thought, like oh, he's gonna come out of the water and be like so. I don't know.
1: No, nope. he's not the whole. He's
0: not in bad shape
1: yeah, by no. any means. He's just but... like an average dude.
0: That and but but that scene is so like. Iconic and like world renowned is like this sexy moment. Is that fair a to sexual say? Sexual
1: awakening for so many people in the world. It's, or it's
2: almost it's, it's 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 very much like the Aragorn opening the door scene. Oh yeah, hours. that's a good one too. <laughs> um, which is a like a sexual awakening moment that I like that I don't get, but I know is a moment for a lot of oh, people. Yeah. Like and and me, I, like, I don't, I don't have get it in myself.
1: Cut out of Aragorn. So. <laughs>
2: It's yeah. just—it's just one of those moments that no. you're like, oh, and I think it's almost because like it's him. You see him. You see Mister Darcy, not Colin Firth. Mister Darcy, the character, like in his element. This is his like. He's back home,
1: and this he's is like his home. This is his property. He is the master of this land. Domain, as but,
0: yes, it were. He's, he's also he's vulnerable, and yeah. Elizabeth is not used to seeing him be vulnerable.
1: Yeah, because I I actually
2: be vulnerable
1: at home. Yeah,
2: because I actually enjoy him in the scenes following that so much. In, in him just being so awkward and being like, I have to, I have to do something. Yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> here. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Is
0: your family well?
1: <laughs> and, and your parents? <laughs> yep. Still good. <laughs> Still good. Um.
0: By the way, I want a little code of that story. I told Sarah I, uh, that I, I apologize for watching that episode without her. And she said, oh, it's okay. I can just pull it up on YouTube like I do all the time.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Mm. <laughs> and... um. Can I do a little, like, a little sidetrack about Pemberley Estate?
2: Yeah, yes. I, I really mean, enjoyed your, your
0: thoughts on that. Yeah, because um, when, because that scene is when it takes place basically the same time Elizabeth is, for the first time, visiting Pemberley. Pemberley, right? Pemberley. 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 I'm sorry, Claire, can you say that again? Pemberley. Okay. <laughs> there, was a, there was a dreaminess to your voice that I wanted to capture. <sighs> Pemberley.
1: Pemberley. There we go. And, um, <laughs> Good, got and it. And there's a
0: scene where she first rounds the the bend and sees the house in the distance. Mm-hmm. And there's this very interesting moment where she's overcome with emotion and she gets a little bit misty-eyed and is clearly like a very, in some way, moved by seeing um, Darcy's home for the first time. And it's interesting and it's one of those things where I think it could have gone poorly very easily. Because um, it, it, it sort of... Signals a shift in her view of Darcy. Like she start. She, he's already proposed to her once, mm-hmm. and she's just at this point starting to come around on him. Like maybe he's not that bad after all. And part of that seems to be from seeing his super nice house.
1: Oh, he's stupid rich. Yeah, but it, that's the
0: thing. It doesn't play for that. It doesn't play for me like that. Like she's going. Oh wait, he's rich. Well now maybe. Oh, mm, no. It's if, a, oh,
1: he's got class. Yeah. Uh.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's it. it. It feels like to me like she's seeing her home for the first time, but like before she knows it's going to be her home. It's kind of hard to explain. Of all this, but... I could
1: have been mistress. Yeah. yeah and this for line. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, I can do the whole thing. Good. Uh, who, who, who
0: wrote that? That's good. That's good. Write that down.
2: I, I think for me, that scene, too, was very much like when I started to, I was realizing how much the 2005 movie took from this mm-hmm. and how much, like, stylistically and, and I think in, like, sort of choosing what to keep into in the um, the adaptation um how much it took from this and how much like the direction took from it as well and in, in that whole scene because it's i think it's very similar um it's it's one of i think the more beautiful scenes in the in the movie mm. um but i i think that katherine Ealy does a much better job jennifer ely <laughs> jennifer ely Catherine is that a person i
1: have no idea <laughs> i think you smushed
0: together jennifer ely and Kira knightley
1: yeah, I think you might have. And I definitely and said Catherine, though. No, Catherine. <laughs> Catherine. Yeah. Kitty.
0: If you combine with Kiara with Jennifer, that's basically Catherine. Um,
2: anyway, so Jennifer Ely does a much better job than Kiara Knightley <laughs> in um sort of portraying that, like, sort of, like, wistfulness, but, like, also what you were saying. She's
0: being overcome by the romance of yeah. this beautiful mm-hmm. estate, mm-hmm. but in a way that, that doesn't feel... I don't know, gold diggerish to me, I guess. Yeah.
1: Well, because she's already seen Lady Catherine, <laughs> uh, oh. horrible, horrible sort of gaudy, garish oh, estate, yes. and she's like, "Oh God!" Like this kind of rich is just gross. And then she sees Pemberley, which is just elegant and stately and beautiful, and she's like, "Oh, he's actually not like flaunting his wealth. He's just like a functional person who happens to have a lot of money and." but also has, like, enough taste to, like, use it well.
0: He's good rich.
1: He's good rich.
0: And then she meets the maid, and the maid has nothing but nice things to say the about housekeeper. Darcy. I'm sorry. The, the housekeeper. housekeeper. Yeah. Okay, I was just trying to condense syllables, save us a little time. Guess, <laughs> you yeah, know, guess not. But, and that's, like, the highest vote of confidence you can get from someone. Is like, a rich dude who's not awful to his housekeeper. That's a catch. Yep. Do you want to talk about how good Jennifer Ely is?
2: I mean, she's great. She yes. wrote, she's
0: real good. I think the casting is so good in this. Yes. I think there's a lot of roles that could have been bad if they cast poorly. But like, the
1: casting is just
0: like Mr. Collins. <laughs> like he's he's such a if he's you so if you cast awful. that role wrong, he'd be like this. I mean, he's already kind of gross and creepy, but you you don't want to feel gross. You don't gross. want him to be
2: like you don't want creepy, him to feel creepy. lecherous. Yeah, Lecher, yes, thank
0: and you. And he doesn't.
1: Word. He just feels Ugh. ignorant.
0: He's a buffoon. Is how mm, I think of it. He's
1: Yeah. He's a self-important and, yeah.
0: But it's important he, he doesn't feel predatory or that whole yeah. thing would feel very, very, very gross. Because her mom's yeah. trying to, like, hoist her off of um, uh, yeah, Elizabeth her off, off on. onto yeah. Collins, who's also, like, their cousin. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, yeah. 1800s. I mean, also, Lady Weird. Catherine
1: tries to marry Mr. Darcy to her daughter Anne, and they are also cousins very actually closer cousins I believe than Mr. <laughs> Collins and Elizabeth are because Mr. Collins is Mr. Bennett's cousin right. so he's like first cousin once removed which is still not okay but <laughs> it's, not okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's not
0: okay and then um there's a, there's all those other memorable um Bennett sisters there's Jane, the boring one.
1: <laughs> the pretty one.
0: Lydia, the boy crazy one. She's not the
1: pretty one. I know in she's not in this. Old
0: old Churchy. Mary. And everyone's favorite number five.
1: <laughs> kitty. That's kitty. <kidding.
0: laughs> <laughs> yeah, how boring is Jane though. Okay, so she's she's supposed Jane, to be like really pretty That is she's supposed is that
1: that it? to be the like sweet, beautiful character. Jane, Jane
2: is the one, one is the one character I liked better in the 2005 version. <laughs> Because um, I, d- I didn't think that this particular portrayal of Jane was very interesting, nor did I think that we got like even like the her being in love with Bingley like mm-hmm. as like I she seemed I mean I guess maybe in intentionally she seemed sort of unfeeling about it yeah because that's but that's that's, how,
1: that's what Mister Darcy sees is that he's like I didn't yeah. feel like she cared
2: but like even in her conversations with like Lizzie yeah.
1: She's sort of cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. She's also supposed to be like so beautiful, and, and the girl plays her is pretty, but like Catherine. Why do I keep calling her Catherine? I don't Jennifer know Ely is is very pretty. Yes, much prettier than her. <laughs> I just want your name to be Catherine. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Um, it's funny though because I love Mister Bingley. He's the He's best. He's a golden retriever. He yes. is. That's He's a puppy dog. yep. And he's just like this bright ray of sunshine, like, oh, this is, isn't this great? This is fun. We're having fun. I like everyone. <laughs> but everyone around him is so, like, sour and mean. Like, his, yes. um, it's his sisters, sisters, right? Yeah. His awful sisters. And early on, Mr. Darcy, just, they're all just sitting around, just, I don't like anything. We hate these people. But he's, just he's like, like, but they're just oh, great, aren't oh, they? Like, I just love them so much. What a what ball this was. <laughs> and it's just so fun to see him whenever he's on screen. <laughs> <And> I just <laughs> didn't. Crispin Crispin Bonham Bonham Carter,
1: Carter. which we spent a lot of time Googling yesterday.
0: (laughs) He's, um, he's, he's, so he's, he's Helena Bonham Carter's cousin, right?
1: Distant cousin. Distant cousin. They have, like, a
2: shared ancestor from, like, the 18th or 19th century. 1700s, yeah. Bonham Carter is apparently a very, like, old English name. Oh, it's old. In the peerage. Old with an E at the end. So he was appropriately
1: cast. Yeah. Actually, no, cuz uh Mr. Bingley is not Not landed? No, he was his he's city uh, gentry? his family is from trade. <laughs> That's where his uh, money came from. He's not Which landed. Which is why it's funny that uh the Miss Bingley and Mrs Hurst are so snobby about the Bennetts is because the Bennets are landed gentry. Yeah. And the Bingleys are not. They just have money. They have money, have money. they a new are valiche. new yeah, they are new money and they are And the Bennetts are old land. Yep. They don't have any money,
2: they just have land. Yeah, to Sierra is so interesting. Isn't yeah, it this
0: brings up a question I want to direct um, to, I guess, either of you, and that is um, what's going on here? Like, what's everyone doing? Did Do they all just sit around all day and have parties once a
2: month? Yeah,
0: like, what are they or like? Well, the, is,
2: the Bennets own land and so they
1: collect rent from their tenants because the enclosure oh. movement
2: started in this period and they privatized all the land so they would collect rent collect rent to hunt on the land and also to farm the land
0: oh so the bennetts are renting out the land to Basically. people
2: that's why it's everything's far away from yeah. everything else
0: oh so when you say landed gentry that literally means they have land they have,
2: they have land, land they yes. have an estate so you yeah. call them
0: landed yes yeah. that's idiotic
2: that's not a word it's that's not a phrase you've heard before sensible. landed Landed gentry is like a—that's a, that's a, a phrase. I'm not
0: saying you, I'm not saying you guys are wrong or that you're giving me bad information. I'm saying the information itself is bad. <laughs> it's a bad name for something.
1: It totally makes sense to be landed to have land. Th-
0: that's not what landing means. <laughs> that's not what the verb form of the word land but means. But
1: it used
2: to. So that's how they get money, albeit not very much, I guess, because they're
1: poor. Uh, no, because they also keep the. <laughs> Mr. Bennett is not a good landlord.
0: It doesn't seem like it.
1: Uh, he does not take good care of his tenants. He does not see to their needs and the needs of like the property, um, so he doesn't keep it up very well. The money he has tends to go towards you know his five daughters and his crazy wife <laughs> spending it all on frivolous things that they don't need. Um, and so it means that he has not really been saving any money Hmm. and in this time period a dowry was very important um it's how you you know convinced people to marry you (laughs) um and so he hasn't put any money aside for his daughter's dowries so they're kind of out in the cold
2: i think what you don't get so much in this is that Mr. Bennett is also kind of a buffoon. Yeah, he's not. Like, he's not a good parent. No, <laughs> he's, he's he's in in almost every adaptation I've seen, he's portrayed as kind of like wise or like you know at least mm-hmm. long suffering and like just tries to do everything for his family, but he doesn't actually. In the book, he's
1: no he he shuts himself away. And tries to ignore his family because he married a woman who is not his intellectual equal. <laughs> um, I hate saying that, but it's true. Um, and so he's kind of like, well, what do I do now? I'm in this miserable marriage and I don't actually want to ever see my family. <laughs> so I'm going to sit and read a book.
0: It is funny, though. Yeah, His interactions with Mrs. Bennett are... Comic highlights of the early goings of the series.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: and it never stopped being funny to me, actually.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. It's fun to watch. Long yeah. past the point
0: when that character, um, Mrs. Bennett, should be so annoying. Annoying. It's still it's fine.
2: It's still so funny. Yeah.
0: It's 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 okay because if that if that dynamic was written by a male author, I'd be kind of e- iffy about it. It's
1: written by a woman. The fact it's written by
0: a woman makes the whole like the
1: whole thing written by a woman, which is awesome. Mm. Yeah, which, even though there are problematic things about it.
0: Still. Yeah, but that makes me a little more forgiving of the whole, you know, wisecracking husband. I'm sh- sh- not really shrewish, Shtick. but shrill. 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 Oh. She's very <laughs> shrill. Yes,
1: she's that.
0: <laughs> it also helps that like the way like she's pre- pre- portrayed in the the show is very like still endearing. Yeah. The form mm-hmm. the performance is. Um, she's trying
1: to do what's best for her family. Yes. But she, the way she goes about it is obnoxious. And I think the idea is that all of them are
2: improper in society, even even her father, like, are, yeah. are not, do not conduct themselves in a manner that is becoming to people of their standing.
0: And you don't really get that about the uh, Mr. Bennett in this production, mm-hmm. which, yeah, that may have been, yeah.
1: That's He's, usually sort of glossed over because yeah. In most productions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I guess I can see why. Yeah. There's a lot to, I mean, I, I was so confused about what, I mean, I didn't really try to follow it, but I was so... In the dark on what how he made money or what was, <laughs> even like what like I just said how society was set up at this point that mm-hmm. I just sort of had to go with it Um so if you tried to explain to me like oh here's how he screwed up by you know landing his gentry wrong or whatever, <laughs> uh, I would not have known what you were talking to about
1: land ones gentry I like it
0: he's a lander he's a gentry lander
1: and I think that Katherine God <laughs> <laughs>
2: My name's right there. I'm looking at it.
0: Yeah, you're Please. looking at it right now.
1: I'm embarrassed. Jennifer Ely. No. <laughs> carry on. Carry on. Oh, Kelsey's
0: having a real long dark night of the soul over here. <laughs> <laughs> over this name.
1: <laughs> she kept getting it yesterday. We just we had to figure out the pronunciation of the last name, and it just messed up the first it's one apparently. Ely apparently. <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> I think Jennifer Ely and Colin Firth have such great chemistry in this. And they do such a good job saying so much with so little. There are some there were some parts that I, I could have done without in the in the middle episodes, like the part where you just see his
1: face in the like. window. Of oh yes,
0: yes. There's a shot where she's I just looking. Like, into I don't it, think
1: and, that's necessary. She's looking out a window, right? Is, yeah. Is, is, is and it in his a carriage? face appears. You're, yes, she's in a carriage heading home. His face appears in the window.
0: Says nothing. It disappears. It disappears. <laughs> I yeah I, I I think it's really great the way that you um you can tell from the get go that she finds him attractive, mm-hmm. and she's not like. She's kind of, like, she thinks he's kind of funny in the, how he, like, pompous he is. And, like, mm-hmm. when she finds, when she quote-unquote finds out what he did to Mr. Wickham, that scoundrel, uh, she sort of turns against him. But in the, in the beginning, she's sort of, like, intrigued and a little bit attracted to him. He's, he's and, kind of a jerk, but at least he's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of, he's kind of funny the way he's like, I oh, I, I, I couldn't possibly dance right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you, and obviously you see that he's sort of, like, staring at her like a, like a hawk. They're staring at a, another hawk, maybe. Keeping his eyes on her. But yeah, he's, he's watching her. Tracking her through the room, which
1: is just <laughs> creepy still. Like a
0: raptor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, and um, I get the impression in, in the book, it's maybe not so clear from the get-go that he's into her, and that's sort of...
2: I mean, I think with the book, I it's been a long time since I read the book, but I think it's mostly from Elizabeth's point of view. It is. It's okay. Um, whereas, like, this is, we're getting this from a very biased source biased source and and i think um it's harder to tell that when it's mostly from her point of view because she Mm -hmm. thinks he doesn't like her and in in this we can clearly see that he does like her
1: yeah
2: Um, he's
0: still pretty distant but you you know he's she's checking her out he's at
2: least intrigued yes Mm
0: -hmm. and another great thing you can you see why like This story is from uh, Elizabeth's point of view, so you need to feel the way she feels about Darcy, and and you do. But it's also, I think, good and impressive the way uh, you really see why he's into her, too. Like, she's a very, she's funny. Like, she's very charming. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't like her? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's got men swimming all around her. There's Darcy, there's Wickham, there's, um, like, Darcy's friend, the... Soldier, Cousin,
1: Fitz, Fitzwilliam, Fitz Fitz, Fitz, yeah, Fitzwilliam. They
0: have like a thing, right? For like a se- he's well, not a really
1: second son, so he has to marry rich, and therefore she's not a prospect. Oh, it's. Yep. I mean, it's not too bad. <laughs> that's why he's great. Work. I love Fitz that character. William. Is
0: always. I love the shot him of him available. just in the wedding at the end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just
0: mom, like, well, here I am.
2: <laughs> oh, good. Rem- yeah, yeah. Remember think, me, everyone. I think Fitzwilliam's a really interesting character, and and he's. Like you, you definitely see the like. If he had money, or if Lizzie had money, like, there could be something. There could there be there. something
1: there because they're both charming people, and yeah. they clearly appeal to each other on yeah. that level. Let me
0: ask you this, Claire: Has that been explored in any of the fan fiction you've read?
1: God, yes. <laughs> okay,
0: let's hear more about that. Um, <laughs> you gotta understand, I'm doing everything in my power to not turn and just make this whole episode about the Pride and Prejudice <laughs> fan fiction oh, at this God. point. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I mean,
2: you. Could Possibly say that like Bridget Jones is *Pride and Prejudice* fan fiction. <laughs> like any not Regency adaptation of *Pride and Prejudice* is *Pride and Prejudice* fan fiction. *Pride and diaries, definitely fan *Pride fiction. and Prejudice* fan fiction.
0: <laughs> Seth Graham Smith built a whole career out of writing *Pride and Prejudice* fan fiction.
2: Did he write the zombie yeah. ones? Yeah, <laughs>
0: he probably died Into a whole tiny media I'm sorry, empire.
1: I hate *Pride and Prejudice* and zombies.
0: Have you you read the book then? Yes. Is it as obnoxious as it sounds?
1: It is literally they cut and pasted. Zombie scenes into the original book.
0: Cool. Sounds funny.
1: It, reading through it was like, wait, what? The, what? what?
0: <laughs> Does it at least match the the tone? Not or really. Like, no. Yeah. It's
1: just all of a sudden there are zombies attacking.
0: That's <laughs> some rando named Seth trying to recreate the style of Jane Austen, one of the most cherished writers of all time. Yeah. Hard to believe that would be jarring at all. Yeah. <laughs> I asked Sarah how different it was in the original story, and she said, Well, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter takes the most liberties with the historical text. <laughs> I said, Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that him, too?
0: Yeah, he wrote that book. That um, was his, like, I'm going to write an original yeah. story. And it still wasn't very good.
1: Yeah, and Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters, I believe, is the other.
0: That's at least got a funny name. Yeah, right? Like, there's at least alliteration going on, and zombies weren't already a played out thing when, when that book. By the time Pride and Prejudice and Zombies came out, uh, the title was the only funny thing about it. And reached it was... peak zombie. I don't even know if we had yet, because that was no, like close six. Haven't. But it was... I mean,
1: the effects of a zombie takes on a different element every time zombies sort of come back into vogue. And so it's right now, the zombies are often like a psychological thing because that's one of our greater fears as a society is like psychological problems. And then like the apocalypse happens and suddenly we have nuclear fallout and zombies are a result of that and
0: i mean psychological as in like the zombies represent some sort of pathology or, or as in of like
1: thought. the zombies are like created by people in that like we've damaged we've like meddled in somebody's brain mm-hmm. and so that damage has created zombies interesting yeah, yeah. anyway anyway Sorry. Prejudice. <laughs> So
0: i think what you maybe are saying is that just jamming them into an old story with no consideration for how it actually presents any new ideas yeah. is maybe not the best no, the best way not but functional yeah let's, let's just trash on I mean, that book some more <laughs> oh i mean i guess you've read it
2: right i mean I a long time ago but yes i think that <laughs> I think that sort of brings us to a nice, like, you know, this is one of the most iconic stories and there have been so many, like, twists on it and so many plays on it and it, it, it it's so great when one of them works and it's just so terrible when, when one of them doesn't. doesn't.
0: <laughs> you all are, now we can, um, delete this if you say the opposite of what I think, you, think you're going to say, but you guys like the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, right? Yes. yes. Okay, okay. Uh... Um, what is that like? I know the, the premise that it's like, it's a vlog and she's sort of mm-hmm. recounting it. Yeah. The story.
2: I mean, it, it it's kind of lovely because it leans into like, it's her, her story. It's her, it leans into the bias of her being the narrator. Um, and like, she's, reenacting her parents' conversations and stuff. Like, you don't even see Mr. and Mrs. Bennet. Costume the en- theater! The entire time. And, um, and you don't even see Darcy. Like, all the stuff that happens at the when they first meet and stuff, like, is recounted via Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And you don't see Darcy until, like, over oh, halfway yeah, through. Yeah, like, half, at least halfway through. Um, and so, like, I think it, it does really well with that because the book is so in her, from her point of view that it, mm-hmm. um... It's just a really nice. Embraces adaptation. the fact that it's
1: like yeah. this is one person's story of what happened. But And with like her sisters in it and stuff you see that maybe Maybe she's leaving some things out.
2: Yeah. And it like it just it it makes a really nice point to illustrate that like she's the one telling the story and mm-hmm. the narrative belongs to
1: her and the sort of people that surround her. Um and that she's also on some level pandering to the audience. Yeah. It's like this is what gets responses, so this is what I'm gonna give you more of. I think it was it was just the the right time for that, like, cause, cause a lot of people have tried
2: to recreate, like, the people who made that have tried to recreate the same thing, and it just hasn't worked as well. It was just like the casting and the timing and everything were really great. Like the Emma one was
1: almost. I got as good, through the first half of it. I also it watched really, uh, Gigi's Pemberley. Yeah,
2: but it wasn't. But it like none of them have been like up to. Have really been up to like this, the level that it was, like the 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 girls who played the sisters were
1: just very well cast and mm-hmm. and um just and like, like on the right level of social media presence, yeah, right when it was sort of taking that turn where suddenly everybody has social media and yeah. everybody is engaging with Instagram and Twitter, but we weren't like Tumblr totally and,
2: oversaturated yet, yeah, like Snapchat wasn't a thing yet, yeah
0: no. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that. Pride and Prejudice Snapchat retelling.
1: Oh, I bet it will happen. Can yes. I do that? Is that a thing that I can do?
0: <laughs> What's your? How's that work? How's that? How's that? I don't know. Can I Snapchat? do that?
1: I just want to do that. I okay. guess it would
0: just be um, Snapchats of the characters like at these parties. You're like, oh my
1: god, this dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, it actually, kind of writes itself a little bit because yeah. they're the whole story is them out doing things in social settings. Yeah. So of course, yep. like nowadays, you would, you would, yeah, you put that up on Snapchat yep instagram twitter
2: do we have something here
1: <laughs> who <We got something laughs> wants here. to help me <laughs>
0: this is going up on um, up the, on the big board of pitches along with our what was our other pitch it was like a Nick, it was like a post-apocalyptic society based on old nickelodeon shows
2: <laughs> yeah. where all
0: they had were the old orange tape yeah. to rebuild oh the world um this may have this may have more legs than that
1: <laughs> um i think f- short term <laughs> yeah short term project though i yeah it's
0: only like seven seconds a, a piece
1: Exactly, and you can only make like a couple weeks worth of them.
0: <laughs> it's true. Then,
1: I mean, how long is the timeline of Pride and Prejudice? It's like six months. Yeah, they've
2: like, just been real time. Yeah, perfect. I mean, that that was the other thing is like, the
1: Lizzie Bennet Diaries was like we're in real, in time. real time. Oh, um, yeah, because she was posting like a video or two videos a week. week yeah, and oh, so for... the
0: timeline's already set for us. This this is a bankable commodity. Yeah. Someone. Pay us to make yeah. this. And they, like, and pay, they would,
2: like, they pay, filmed...
0: You can pay Claire the most. Yes. Her <laughs> idea, but we're here. We're, the IP is ours, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and they filmed, like, question and answer stuff, like, concurrently with it airing. So, like, it felt like you were actually interacting with this person. And I think, I think it was just mm-hmm. a really interesting thing to do at the time. That was kind of the first of its kind. Adaptation-wise, I know, like, sort of story-based... Vlogging has happened before, <laughs> but um, <Ahem>. first successful <laughs> version of that though. Um, but yeah, no, I really, I very much enjoyed it, and I liked what they chose to do with all the characters, and like, like Fitz, Fitzwilliam and that is
1: like <laughs> so great, and and they make him gay, so there's no like <laughs> <laughs> no weird romantic tension there, yeah. but like, there's no reason they couldn't hook up. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's gonna hurt the fan fiction market. In some ways. Otherwise, it's going to help
1: gonna <laughs> a lot. Oh, dear. <laughs> what was it you said to me about teenage girls on Tumblr? <laughs>
2: just teenage girls on the internet in general like gay dudes and I like know. to write about gay dudes. Right? <laughs> it's a strange phenomenon that I never experienced until I was like an adult. Yeah. And I was like, where did this come okay, from? what?
0: <laughs> There's a lot to be explored um, there. Yeah, mind about in, the, in that field that mm-hmm. I'm certainly not qualified to.
1: Nope.
0: But this this version of Pride and Prejudice that we were ostensibly discussing.
2: But it's BBC. <laughs> there we go. Mini series. Not not the
0: Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Yes. Is good.
2: It's really mm-hmm. good.
0: Kelsey, I'll ask you this. Did you have any preconceived notions about it before you went in to watch it?
2: I mean not necessarily like bad ones or just like I just Kind of didn't realize that I hadn't seen it because it's so in the pop culture zeitgeist. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I would, I've seen you watch it before. Like it's been <laughs> you logged in and, on
1: me watching it, sitting been, on the couch with
2: my tea and my blanket watching Brighton Prejudice. <laughs> it's been in our on in our apartment before. I think I just like didn't. I assumed like I already understood it. You know, like when something is just so prevalent
1: that you just like.
2: Because you, like, you were you able to it. sing along
1: with the theme music when it first started. You were like, oh, I know this.
0: Oh man, the guy who um does the music for this series, like, has been at the BBC doing music for stuff like this for like fifty years now. So he was already two decades deep when this happened. Oh my god. And man, when that theme song kicks off, you know it's a BBC production. <laughs> ding, dinka, ding a ding, ding ding, 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 take it. Yeah. My only preconceived notion came from this feeling of um being back in school when a teacher would not want to teach a class and they put a video on like like my first i had to overcome this because my physiological response when the first episode started was uh time to put my head down on my desk and hope no one notices that i'm sleeping (laughs) but once i pushed through that i found it uh very good very like i mean again i would not have picked up on any of this as a teenager because i would have been like it's stupid boring but so warm
2: for a story mm-hmm. that's
0: all about like restraint and propriety, it's very like it's inviting.
2: And I think I think that's why it gets it gets uh, adapted the most is because mm-hmm. of all Jane Austen's works, it it is the warmest mm-hmm. and it is the yeah. most inviting. Because some of her other stuff is just like, I think it's
1: Northanger Abbey, pers- or Abbey, and like so... Persuasion even are both mm-hmm. like, Persuasion's tough too.
2: They're really hard to. Yeah feel out and grasp they're not, they're not they're very very like cold and demure um and this one is it is it is very happy and very inviting and and you want to be with the bennett's in their home and like kind around of, their breakfast uh, table i don't know about Sundays.
0: that i had one preconceived notion that I was afraid it was going to be shot on tape like a like a ton of old BBC um, serials are yeah. but it's shot on, on film on 16 millimeters, so it looks good
1: yeah it holds up which
0: is got which got to be part of the reason why it still is so fondly mm-hmm. remembered because there are old bbc shows dr who that look terrible because they're shot on <laughs> tape that people still have fondness for but they don't hold up for the same reasons well, i mean yeah.
2: you sent me that clip of like another bbc adaptation of pride and prejudice from like 1980 yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> oh do we have some feelings about mm. that one <laughs>
0: No. <laughs> no, no, no. No feelings. No.
2: My
1: feelings are
0: just no. Oh, okay. So, oh, those are the feelings. But it was
2: yes. it was those on tape, feelings. and it was like this. Lo- it looks, it looks like it should be like a comedy sketch show. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it's like SNL
0: in the in the seventies. Yeah, it looks that, that quality, which like you
2: expect to look like that. Like a comedy sketch show looks okay when it looks like it's on a set, but like something sweeping and grand, romantic like this. Shouldn't look like it's on a set.
0: <laughs> you want some lushness in your period drama. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. a little bit.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Even stuff like, I don't remember who did it. Someone did a Wuthering Heights a few years ago that was really harsh and bleak, but even that still like had sweeping views of the countryside. I keep so,
1: meaning to watch that and I haven't gotten back to it. Who Netflix did that? keeps recommending it.
0: Who, I'm never going to remember the director's name, but it's okay. Okay, so now we would usually, um, Kelsey and I would recommend to you, Claire. <laughs> mm-hmm. A thing of somehow it is in some way similar that we can draw some sort of line towards that's in the same general world, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: sort of a counter ruination of your life. Um, But I think the the closest thing we could get to here is another BBC period drama, and Kelsey has (laughs) let me know that it's probably not going to fly with you because you're going to have seen all of them. Probably. So I'm going to instead ask uh, um, Kelsey or Claire, either one. (laughs) If you all were to recommend to the listener, or me even, because I have a limited knowledge in this field, another old-timey, not old-timey, another BBC, like, adaptation of a work of literature, what would, Claire, you're making, like, a really <laughs> excited face right now, so I feel like you probably got an answer.
1: Um, my recommendation would probably be North and South from oh, 2000. Five, Should I, I believe. Really? Uh-huh. What is that? Um, It is a very similar girl meets boy hate at first sight It's not the same girl, right? Drama. No. Uh, it is Richard Armitage, though. It is Richard Armitage, which <laughs> is points in its favor. Um, but he is uh, it's during the Industrial Revolution and he is uh, factory owner and she is the she has been raised as a lady and uh, so he is therefore she considers him to be sort of uncouth and not an appropriate suitor for her life when she moves to this new town up north in like a big industrial complex and uh, they you know piss each other off for a couple episodes and then they fall in love
0: okay yeah so, yeah, very, very similar to this very similar in some ways.
1: Yeah. Um, I have so many, so many things I recommend. I was trying to
2: think, because, like, the only thing, like, like sort of period piece, like, miniseries I could think of is, like, Peaky Blinders, but...
0: No, no.
2: <laughs> We've but, come
0: full circle.
2: <laughs> no, but I don't think that Claire would like it, because there's the sort of, like... Be it's gr- gritty. It's not like lush and sweet. That'd
0: be a great like mind fuck the prisoner <laughs> style ending. If like you end this episode by recommending Peaky Blinders to me, and I'm like, I'll watch it. We'll discuss oh, it next no. episode.
2: <laughs> I was hoping that's Claire,
0: oh, but oh, oh, Black Mirror. <laughs> oh, haven't. lost.
2: Oh, what a twist. Um, but yeah. I'm just because I feel like everything I've. Would recommend to you. You have watched and possibly recommended and possibly recommend it to me. Also, I do think we should watch the Zelda Fitzgerald yes, thing that just came out on yes. Prime. Oh, um,
1: but
0: none of us have seen it. But none of us
2: have seen it. But
1: so. we should we should still watch it. Also, more recent because apparently every ten years they come out with BBC does a book based period drama that I really enjoy. Uh, they did War and Peace last year. It was phenomenal.
2: Oh, with with the girl from Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, right? Possibly yes. Lily James has said yeah, it? Yeah, I think,
1: I think so. That, oh. that sounds right. Today. Catherine? Yeah, Catherine. <laughs> um, Jennifer. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another. It was really good.
2: Now, War and Peace is the same thing that Natasha Pierre's basically, yes, right? Yes, it is. Uh, Natasha Pierre of... is
1: 19 pages or something like that of War and Peace. <laughs> like... <laughs> I
0: thought it was like It's like one book of one of the volumes, right? It's like more than... Piece, yeah. It's a
1: very small part of that book.
0: There's a lot going on.
2: So War and Peace, okay. Okay, so War
0: and Peace, the novel. Read it. That's next episode. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not doing that.
2: I mean, I would also highly recommend that you at least watch the Regency era Super Sizers Go. Because okay. it's, it's fun.
0: Super Go?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a BBC Reality? Not real like historical documentary program. What? I don't really know how to explain it. Basically, a food critic and a comedian live in different eras of British history for a week at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> and they like I wear all, a couple of these with you.
2: They wear all the clothes and they eat all the food and they like it's great. It's Sue Perkins and Joss Corrin. and like he's pretty funny too, but I love Sue Perkins. So she's the she was the host of Great British Bake Off she's very funny um it's a old it's old now it came out in like 2008 but um yeah the regency r1 is, is pretty good and, and like sue has to find a husband that's like her uh, her uh, the, the uh, lesbian yeah. comedian <laughs> um, <laughs> that's her uh, goal Happy for the episode Day, it's it's pretty great um
0: well, yeah i guess that about wraps it up
1: yeah
0: uh claire thanks again for coming
1: Absolutely and ruining thanks thanks our lives. Thanks for having me. I'm so pleased that it wasn't total ruination. <sighs> thanks for making us watch it. I
2: found it highly enjoyable.
0: Same here. I was very invested by the end when Darcy pulls up with Bingley, and they're like, "Who's that with? With him? It's that, that tall gentleman. That
1: gentleman. That uh, my, ho- my heart,
0: my heart, leapt out of my chest. He's back. Darcy's back. Yes. Ah! Anyway, uh, four ruined my life i guess uh i'm jason edwards
2: i'm kelsey goldman and i'm claire cordry
0: yeah you don't say your name now claire Mm. that wasn't that wasn't for you but
2: she did her cue so well
0: (laughs) i know that's why i'm upset (laughs) (laughs) good night everyone
1: happy holidays they wish i would go ahead and fuck my
0: life up can't let them get to me
1: And even though I always fuck my life up Only I can mention me They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up Can't let them get to me And even though I always fuck my life up Only I can mention me Only I can mention me only I can mention me. Do
0: you have any way you want to be introduced? Claire Cordry.
2: Claire Cordry. Oh, Do you want an actress or
0: friend?
1: Friend, roommate.
2: Friend, roommate.
0: And above all, friend.
2: comedic actor. <laughs> <laughs> Comedienne.
0: Performer <laughs> for hire. role <Roland> Habiter.
2: <laughs> role inhabiter.
0: Mm.